Recently, I met an elderly couple from a different parish for breakfast, and uh, usually uh, this couple are very delightful, very happy. They've, uh, the woman has uh, always a glint of joy in her life, and, and her husband is always smiling and like very, a very wonderful approach to life. But when they came to meet me, they were not that way. They were different. They looked preoccupied, they looked worried, and they looked very, very pensive. So when they sat down, before we hardly even said good morning, um, the husband said, I just got a diagnosis of uh, lung cancer. And the doctor just told me that there is something there and it needs to be looked at. Now, he didn't know what the prognosis is. He didn't know how serious it was. He knew nothing, but they were totally preoccupied and very much like the beauty of who they are as a couple and as individuals was very much stolen from them. And that is something that I see quite a bit, especially at a hospital when somebody's in ICU and their relatives are there and, and somebody's very sick and they don't know which way it is going to go. And we can see the anxiety, the worry, the fear. And you see it in so many ways in life because nobody knows what life is going to bring to us day in and day out. We are very vulnerable to, to waves coming at us that can be quite destructive. The disciples were in a boat on the sea and a storm came. And I know personally what that's like. You just never know which wave is going to flood your boat and that'll be the end of it. And that sea that they were on, the, the, the storms there could bring up a 12-foot, 14-foot wave very easily. And they were terrified that they were going to die. But nearly even more so, they had the belief that, not had the belief, or they had the belief that Jesus is not with them. And that is uh, something that a lot of people feel, that God has abandoned them in their darkest moment. But we are told that Jesus is with the Father. He is on the mountain, praying, being with the Father. And what we have to constantly remind ourselves that Jesus is spiritually with the Father, but he's also spiritually present with his disciples. Um, he's actually closer to them when he's united with the Father than, than his physical presence because he's, very, he's, he's in them and he's closer to them than their DNA. Remember what he told us? Make your home in me as I have made mine in you. The disciples asked him, where do you stay? He said, come and see. Because they, they, they knew he was staying with the Father in a very special way, spiritually connected to that love. And that is why he was spiritually present with the disciples. But there's a beautiful word there. When they see Jesus, they think it is a ghost. Because it's very difficult to recognize God's presence in our lives when we're going through a very difficult time. But that doesn't mean that he's not there. He comes unbidden. They don't cry out for him to come. He comes to them. And he says, 
Do not have any fear. It is I. It is I am. It is God. Jesus is God, is present to them. At the same time that the Israelites, that God separated the waters, at the same time, Jesus appears to them, saving them from the waters, because in that world at that time, the waters, there was a, it was the place of monsters, the place of beasts, the place of evil. And they were afraid they were going to be consumed by this. And that is why Jesus comes walking underwater to show them that he is present to them in these very, very difficult times in their life when they're absolutely terrified. Wave after wave after wave coming to them. You all know what I'm talking about. You've all experienced it. The ghost is hard to discern. The presence of Jesus is always difficult to discern. But it doesn't stop there. Jesus wants more than that. He wants to pass on what he can do, how he deals with fear and anxiety. He wants to pass that on to us as well. He wants us to learn how to walk under water. And that is why Peter, as the leader of the disciples, he gets it first. He calls him Lord. He sees that Jesus is present with them because he is spiritually connected to the Father. And Jesus is, Peter is responding to that invitation, come and see where I stay. And Jesus says, I want you to stay where I am staying as well, connected to the Father at all times. And when Peter is, 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 does that, when he keeps his eyes on Jesus, keeps his eyes on where Jesus is, he can walk on the water. And he's doing fine until he's distracted by the storms and by the strong winds and by the waves. And we have to always remember that we are what preoccupies us. We are what preoccupies us. If we're preoccupied by anxiety, fear, worry, trauma, that is something that is going to consume us. And this is not what God wants for us. This is not what Jesus came to show us. He came to show us how to walk courageously on the waters of life. No matter what life throws at us, to stay the beautiful person that we are, made in God's image and likeness. To not allow the difficulties of life to steal our beauty. And this is what Jesus wants for us. And that is why at the end Jesus comes on board. It's like he wants to teach Peter how to walk on water. This time he fails, but he picks him by the hand and raises him up. And we know ultimately in history, he gets the message. He learns how to walk on water. That is why he was faithful to God till the end of his life and gave his life for that. So God wants us to walk on water as well. And there's a very beautiful ending because when Jesus got in the boat, the waves died. The disciples didn't. The waves died, but the disciples didn't. And they then were able to journey on and continue their life. So what we all have to learn beautifully from this is that God dwells within each one of us. And that we have to pay attention to that spiritual presence within us. 
and stay in touch with it. And we have to be very careful. We're not distracted by the winds, by the waves, by the storms that come our way. And when we stay in touch with that, we too can walk on water. But we have to learn. It is something that we have to learn. I will conclude by saying, and we know this in scripture as well, that when we are consumed by waves and storms, it is then that we need somebody else to encourage us on our journey. And that's why disciples always were together as a group, helping each other out, encouraging them and supporting them. So never underestimate if you meet or encounter somebody who is beset by difficulties, never underestimate the smallest little word of encouragement that it can keep them on the journey. It can take them by the hand and raise them up so that they too can learn to walk on water as well.